I'm not going to do it. But it lets you use a knife for fun. Yes. And the last time I used a knife for fun, I murdered 16 people. I really hope you're not recording right now. I mean, it was an accident. It wasn't my fault. (laughs) They were in the way. It was the knife's fault. The apple was so slippery. Do 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 do. Welcome back to Cop Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. And I'm Errol Koenig. So, Ryan, last night uh-huh. was the 91st Academy Awards. Wow, they're old. Yes. Yes. Or wait, was, it, was it 91st or was it the millionth? Because Tina Fey was very confusing at the beginning of the show. She... <laughs> She said it was the millionth. I thought it was the ninety-first. I, I just, I'm still trying to catch up. Well, I mean, they have been making movies since the time of dinosaurs, so it could quite possibly Fair. be the millionth. That is very true. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's lock it down as millionth for now, and we could change it in post. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I like okay. that. Mm-hmm. If it sounds weird, listener, it's because uh, we corrected ourselves. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And but it won't sound weird because I'm expert at editing, and everything will sound perfect. That's true. So, Ryan, how did you do on your ballot this year? I did only slightly better, I think, than the last couple of years. I got 14 out of the well, 24. Well, I would say that's significantly better, especially uh, given last year when Kyle did much better than you, and also I stomped <laughs> your face. Now, this year, mm-hmm. a little bit different, Kyle... Yes did not stomp your face he actually uh did a little bit worse uh as did i so I so you're got... saying that that i beat you guys at, at the yeah. oscars this year you you beat you beat us at the oscars which again i am very happy that in our last episode when we made our predictions i led with i have no idea what's going on this year yeah <laughs> that way at least I, I cover my ass a little bit just mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Just so yeah. we all know that I knew nothing, uh, yes. and I was right. I was I was spot on uh, <laughs> with my prediction of how I do. Uh, yeah, but this this was much more about you guys not doing as well as normal than it is about me doing better. Because mm-hmm. I got about the same amount as I normally do. It's just that everything yeah. else was so volatile that we weren't sure whether which movies were going to run run away with it and you just mm. guessed wrong yeah it's it comes down to just such small you know little things uh you know all of the small categories which last year i got them all right mm-hmm. um you know i got visual effects sound mixing sound editing all, all of the shorts except for uh animated because that's the one that i knew um i got all of those wrong you know documentary it's all the right. ones that I got right last year mm-hmm. uh, did not go my way this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is what it is. Um, but they worked for you, apparently. So, More or less, yeah. Yeah, kudos to you on that. Um, 
But I think it also kind of t- talks about what kind of year it was when the person who had only seen one movie beat two people that had seen most of them. Yes. <laughs> this so. is luck of the draw for basically all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it was still, as it is every year, enjoyable to watch the Oscars and you know, put in our ballots and all of that stuff. Although, I will say last year it was a lot more fun when I was winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even against you, which makes it better, of course, but just in general when I was doing better. Like, this whole show I was, like, winning one. I was like, am I about to go on a run? And then I lost the next one. Like, I've been – I stayed, like, right at the middle the whole time, which was, mm-hmm. you know, very frustrating, less exciting. Sure. Yeah. Unlike Kyle, who started, like, super hot. I think he got the first five or six right. Yeah. And then – Just got, tanked. <laughs> and then he tanked and ended up with 11, which was – you know, mm-hmm. kind of crazy, but yep, is what it is. Um, so let's talk about the show a little bit before we go into the actual, you know, winners and talk about who we thought worked, like which I guess nominees did well, and we'll talk about all that stuff before the actual show. Ryan, yes. what are your thoughts? I was mildly impressed, honestly. Uh, hmm. You know, it was much shorter than last year. It was something like three and a half hours instead of like four and a half or something. Yeah. Uh, which made it much more feasible to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say also commercials were very good. Uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of people following it, following it on Twitter, it kind of felt like watching the Super Bowl uh, mm-hmm. kind of experience. And yeah. I, I see this show as a whole like becoming bigger as years go on so yeah i i could tell just because the viewers of the oscars and the viewers of the super bowl there's not that much overlap yeah <laughs> uh so i think it it works out well where you know companies can roll out i guess film audience centric ads like mm-hmm. they, there was the whole run of google ads which were great where they like showed like big you know moments of movies that they just switched on with google home Yes. Like, uh, the, the, the Scream one uh, where, uh, you know, Scream was at the door and uh, uh, Drew Barrymore could just see her on yeah on, 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 on her tablet. It's like, oh, well, I just called the police, so bye-bye. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, a lot of funny ones are when uh, Saoirse Ronan jumped out of the car and ordered the That's lift. That's what I was thinking of, it was, just, yeah. it was great. It was great. Your it, lift it, has arrived, immediately jumps out of the car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. It was so good. I mean, and I think it's it has been a little bit in the past. Um, trying to show things maybe less like big popular, probably less like big movie trailers. But you know, mm-hmm. they had the uh, there was a trailer in the middle of this for The Irishman, which is Netflix's I guess next big movie directed by Martin Scorsese with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Uh huh. You know, which I assume is going to get nominated for a whole bunch of stuff just yeah. because of who's in it so mm-hmm. you know it definitely definitely was some of that consumerism around the movie industry uh which i liked and was fun and i i didn't get to see the super bowl commercials this year uh for unspecified reasons mm-hmm. um but uh you know i was happy i was able to get some of it uh you know with the oscars so yeah yeah what, what do you think of the uh the lack of a host. I didn't notice it, to be honest. 
mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. You know, I I missed like the first two or three just because I forgot that it had started before <laughs> I turned the TV on. Fair. Uh, but you know, in the middle of the show, you know, they're just bringing on random people to announce things anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I did not notice nor miss the absence of a host and i don't know it seemed Mm -hmm. like the whole controversy over having or not having a host seemed overblown in retrospect anyway so Mm -hmm. yeah i could see them just not doing a host from now on i get that however i i was missing two things yeah uh one i was missing an opening monologue Mm -hmm. that's usually my favorite part I mean, unless a movie that I'm really passionate about, you know, wins an award. Usually my favorite part of the Oscars is just that 10-minute, you know, comedy bit where, you know, some super funny guy or girl, um, although historically guy, has gone all in <laughs> on, you know, on the people sitting in the audience. And we got a little bit of that this year with mm-hmm. uh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph uh, coming out to open the show. And they were hilarious for three minutes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if... They, you know, paid them twice as much to go on for twice as long. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's, I would I would appreciate that. I don't know if that's what they would do in the future. I would like that. And also the other thing I thought was missing was a little energy boost in the middle of the show. I thought, like... Yeah. You sound like you're about to contradict. Well, uh, I... Watching it, you know, it's I'm a movie nerd, so I care about all of these different categories. But mm-hmm. I also felt that the show started dragging a little bit. The funnier, you know, bits for introducing people usually, uh, for the most part, came in the beginning with mm-hmm. uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who hilarious when they were announcing costumes. So yeah. funny. Oh yeah. Uh, but. I felt like as the show went on, there was a little bit less of that. And then also the performances, I don't think added, the musical performance, I don't think added that much to the show. Yeah, I agree. Like, there was a whole thing, you know, about it where they announced that it was only going to be, you know, shallow and all the stars being performed. Mm-hmm. And then what ended up happening was there was a little bit of a, a backlash and then they decided, well, all of them will perform. Yeah. And then the day before Kendrick Lamar drops out, so probably the most popular song or probably the song with the most energy yeah gets taken out of the lineup Mm -hmm. so there's not like a like a thing that just to get you back on back going back going and i think having a host for just having like a little bit in the middle you know probably not as much as they've done in years past because you know like last year when they rented out the second theater and brought in stars to do like confetti cannons and stuff that made no sense that was stupid yeah i did not miss you know? that part but like there's been other times when you know ellen brings out you know pizzas for all of the people sitting in the audience which that was great mm-hmm. like they're trying to trying to capture that moment i think having a maybe a smaller role for a host might actually be a better move yeah um just because i i really missed the monologue after the oscars the first two things i watched was the Writers Guild uh, monologue by Chelsea Peretti and then the Independent Spirit Award opening monologue by uh, Aubrey Plaza. And they mm-hmm. were both hilarious. And I was like, why couldn't we have, you know, more of that this year? Yeah. And I, I wanted that just because, you know, it's 
funny and great. And, you know, luckily I was able to get my fix, you know, on YouTube. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I would have liked a little yeah. more. I could like, see I think... them getting like an opener, maybe not like a full host, but just having someone whose job it is to do the opening monologue and maybe someone mm-hmm. halfway through uh, to kind of pick things up. I could see them yeah. finding a good balance between speed and entertainment. Yeah. And and it was also interesting because there was that debate, I guess, for the musical performances as well as they were also going to cut a couple of the categories from the live show, mm-hmm. do them during commercials, uh, and then uh, have you know them be shot, shot in like faster cut together. bits which i agree like don't cut out the cinematographers don't cut out any of the things but there were some acceptance speeches that were just bad i mean i forget which one it was i think it was for uh hair and makeup where there was like the three people on stage and they both took turns reading one name off of their list of names and they didn't know the order that they were doing it in when it was just literally three people that was like just practice for like Mm -hmm. five minutes even if you don't think you're going to win, just a little bit of practice goes a long way. Or, like, do it, like, one-third one person, one-third the next person, one-third the last person. It's just... I mean, sure, but the Academy can I don't, control for that for that part. Yeah, that's, that, that's true. And I think maybe if... I don't know. I think the answer to that is nominate more interesting, diverse people. Because uh, I thought the more interesting, diverse people that were nominated and that were won gave mm-hmm. the better speeches. Which... You know, yeah, is is what it is. I mean, it's again. There's going to be boring people winning boring awards, and that's going to happen. But then again, sometimes there's the there's some fun ones yeah. where you know, like the the, the I don't know, like twenty year old kids who won uh, one of the what was it the documentary short? No. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah period. End of that sentence. one. Yes, uh, I was I believe, also thinking yeah. maybe it was skin. God, I can't remember. But there was, like, mm-hmm. one of the other shorts, uh, the people who went up there uh, to accept it looked like they were, like, 25. Yeah. Uh, maybe for Free Solo. That was it. They yeah. Were, yeah. You know, 20. Yeah. 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 I mean, and like, I think it's fun to watch, like, these young people. Like, this is the greatest moments of their lives. They're so excited. Yeah. I think that's great. Then there's a group of like people that have won a couple times before, or you know, it's not the biggest deal, and they go and they just like th- thanks to all these people, and then read it, and they're excited, of course, because mm-hmm. it's the Oscars. Why would yeah. they be excited? But I don't know. It just doesn't seem that I I I like the more energetic, happy responses, and I feel like sometimes it was a little bit more. I need to read this paper, otherwise people will get mad that I didn't thank them on te- yeah. on television. But. If I ever win an Oscar, knock on wood, this isn't real wood. I'll, oh, this is – that might be wood. We'll find, we'll find out later if this happens. Uh, but if I ever do win an Oscar, I mean, I part of me was like, sure, I'll just read off all the names that I have to read off because that's what you're supposed to do. Another part of me wants to do one of two things. One, bring out like a giant like poster uh-huh. board with – everyone that i need to thank i was like here read this list i'm gonna make a speech real quick (laughs) or come out with a giant poster board i I love poster board it's in all of my plans for oscar accepting Uh speeches uh 
uh, with a website where I thank everybody. Hold up a giant QR code. <laughs> yeah, just a giant QR code. People can check it out. All the people that I thank. And, you know, that definitely isn't sustainable. because Someday the... a film like supported and run uh, mm-hmm. from like a Patreon is going to win. Yeah. And they're going to have to thank thank like all of their supporters using a giant QR code to a website. That's actually not right. a bad idea. I could see that working. Well, I mean, the problem with it is that you need to thank a whole bunch of like film execs and they don't want you to leave them off of the broadcast because everyone wants That's to feel true. special. And if you're a top tier member, you if you can. outsource it to, yeah, if you outsource it to a website, mm-hmm. Um, unless it's the first time it happens, because the first time there'll be whole, a whole bunch of news stories about yeah. it, um, and there'll be a whole bunch of publicity. Everyone will check out the website just to mm-hmm. see what's up. Um, but, um, you know, it's that probably <laughs> wouldn't work. It'd be fun though. I'm probably if if it ever happens, uh, first award show going with the uh, giant poster board. Second award show, I'm going mm-hmm. with the website. Uh, third award show, as I promised uh, my sister. Uh, when I was like 10 years ago, uh, when I was 11, we made a deal for our third award show. Like if we ever win an Oscar, Gold Globe, Emmy, the third one would be all about the other twin. <laughs> so my third, <laughs> so my third award would have to be all about uh-huh. Alana. And I intend to keep that promise. I look forward to Should I be so this. lucky as to win three big awards? I mean, I probably also would have to outsource the thank you to, you know, some other Mm -hmm. method just because I would have to thank my sister uh, for, you know, the entire 30 seconds. that Maybe that's when you do the QR code. You you hold up the the code and then you can speak to to the speech. Yeah. Well, yeah. Figure it out. I got time. Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, let's get let's get on to uh, talking about. Uh, the actual movies that won or didn't win and all of that stuff. Uh, let's talk about, let's open up with the uh, movie that also opened up the Oscars, which you might have missed, but Queen opened up the show uh, with Adam Lambert uh, performing, you know, some of their classics. Uh, yeah, which, if you were to ask me, I actually thought was underwhelming. <laughs> Uh, there's a whole bunch of people like super nervous in a room, like not getting excited mm-hmm. about, you know, one of the greatest bands of all time performing in front of you. So it was like everyone was sitting in their seats to clean, which is weird. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Yes, we're just gonna sit here passively and listen uh, to one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Yeah, and I mean, no Freddie Mercury, so maybe it's not as special, yeah. but still, mm-hmm. it's Queen. So whatever. Uh, but the movie itself. The biggest winner of the night, statistically, yeah. it had the most win out of any movie with four. Uh, and ironically, I picked them to win none of those. <laughs> Did you pick them to win different ones? You no. You just didn't think they were going to win anything. I don't – I yeah. They were, they were nominated for five categories. And again, like I, I, I said this before about – you know, Rami Malek did a great job as Freddie Mercury, but like the Freddie Mercury that he was playing wasn't an Oscar-winning role. I didn't mm-hmm. think, or at least not deserving. Um, 
again, he did great. He did the best job he could have for that role. Nothing against Rami Malek. He did awesome. I'm happy he won. Mm -hmm. Good for him. But there was better performances, so I didn't go for that. And then for the sound mixing and sound editing, they went for you know Bohemian Rhapsody because it's a musical. And apparently they really thought they did a good job mixing in uh, Rami Malek's voice with Freddie Mercury's voice with whatever, which... Like, sure, they yeah. did a fine job, but... And then also for editing, they beat Vice, which I thought Vice was an expertly edited mm-hmm. film. Like, the that film's best quality was his editing, whereas Bohemian Rhapsody, which... The reasoning behind why Bohemian Rhapsody won that category is because they'd lost their director. And the fact that they had just... The movie was in shambles, and... It somehow came together in editing, uh-huh. which makes sense if you think about it that way. The amount of work put into the editing, like they did so much to make something mm-hmm. good out of that. Sure, <laughs> they worked really hard, and I I definitely applaud them for that. And I can see why they would win, you know, an editors guild award for that because yeah. they did. Uh, it just, but it was just like a an okay anime or no an okay edited mm-hmm. movie. Which, you know, whatever. I'm not going to complain too much because uh, it's having its day. Bohemian Rhapsody was a very fun movie. And, you know, it's apparently if the Academy thought it should win four yeah. awards. Yeah. More than anyone else. Yeah, I I had them uh, just for film editing, I believe, is the only one that I correctly guessed. Uh, mm-hmm. More out of luck than anything. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm unhappy that it won sound editing and sound mixing more because the that was the two that I had pegged for first man to win, uh, and mm-hmm. first man went and betrayed me, uh, which I'm sure we will get into <laughs> when we talk about uh, visual effects, but you know. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think that's also not a terrible, I guess, transition. We can mm-hmm. go into visual effects, right. you know, now with oh, – talk, yeah. talk about yeah, talk about it now because it transitions into uh, our next yeah. category. So, like, so, on the last podcast, ahead. I was the one who defended First Man because no one else was going to. Mm-hmm. And it's a space movie, and therefore I am contractually obligated to defend it. Uh, and there was mm-hmm. good – good visual effects they did a lot of work with using uh historical nasa footage and restoring it uh you know and doing uh, a lot of like rear projection screens for the actors and things like that so it was it was a different kind of visual effects than basically all the Mm -hmm. other ones which are cgi generated characters uh kind of things that they're working with so Mm, yeah i can see why it maybe had a devoted following enough to win out over the other ones for visual effects. But I, mm-hmm. as discussed on the last podcast, I think Ready Player One should have won that solely based on the scene of like World of Warcraft characters making their way through the hotel from The Shining. Yeah. Uh, which was just brilliant from beginning to end. But mm-hmm. First Man... Why must you stab me in the back like this? I do not appreciate it. 
I, I, I wanted to read a, a, a funny tweet that I saw uh-huh. earlier today uh, by Katie Nolan, uh, one of my favorite sports, I guess, personalities, mm-hmm. not a reporter, because she doesn't like being called a reporter, but she's super great, has a show on ESPN+, Plus. check it out, and a podcast. Um, so shout out to Katie Nolan. But she tweeted this, which I thought was really funny. Who knew you could win an Oscar for special effects NASA perfected 50 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> so good. NASA did it all with so good effects. Thank you very much. I mean, you're probably mm-hmm. right, but I don't know. It was still funny. Yeah, if you look uh, at the yeah. bottom corner of the original think... uh, TV airing, it says shot on location on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but, uh, I mean, that transitions nicely with First Man because I had Avengers uh, Infinity War, which I thought would have won. It was the favorite to win because, you know, Thanos was... You know, for the amount of screen time he was in, he was a remarkable, a remarkably well-made CGI yeah. character that like so seamlessly fit into the world. Very expressive too around yeah. it, and it's very expressive. Like you know, potentially the you know, I'm sure there's been more flawless CGI characters that I've seen before that I'm forgetting, but like mm-hmm. there's not that many on yeah. the same level, which I think I would have. I mean, that's why I went with uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Mm-hmm. That being said, all was not lost for Marvel. Yeah, Marvel still had a very good night, um, even though Black Panther did not take home Best Picture. Uh, it still, you know, came in like a second to Bohemian Rhapsody with three wins tonight, uh, and I feel like Black Panther kind of had a moment uh, early in the show. Yeah, uh, were two of the earlier categories with costumes and production design, mm-hmm. and. Both of those speeches were great. Uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, by, by two women, which I am hating myself for not writing down their names, but two great speeches um, by two African-American female winners. The first time that's happened in both of those categories ever, which is mm-hmm. remarkable and awesome and great. So shouts to Black Panther and just to Marvel for all of that. Um, you know, I felt like after those two, it was like, hmm. Is Black Panther, might, is there a chance that they might actually make some noise? Yeah. They have a chance that maybe like, like, they might pull it off do something yeah just i felt like oh there's like an air around black panther people are really hype about this movie in the room i was like hmm i can i can get down with this i'm all, all important yes. black panther and then they won best score and then you know that it, it kind of petered out but again best score uh definitely right definitely deserving oh, yeah. rightfully so i you know uh thought that was great so yeah black panther although it didn't win i thought it had a moment and People in the room were very mm-hmm. excited about it, as was I. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the other one that, that other Marvel thoughts? won, of course, yeah. is Best oh, Animated yes. Feature. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Into yes. the Spider-Verse. Our, Best yes, movie of the year. Our sweet child after so or good. somewhere around Black Panther. So uh, good. Yes. So good. So good. So good. I don't. There's nothing else to say other than it was. It was just so good. Yeah, yeah, and we've you know talked about how so good it was so many times. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to go into more about how this all so makes good sense. It was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are a couple of things that we should talk about with this category. Uh, one that this is the first time since 2012 that a non-Disney Pixar, really? Disney or Pixar movie has won. Oh yeah, best animated feature. Rango was the last one. Yeah, so it's been a while. So that's pretty triumphant. Not all is lost for Disney because they still won Best yep. uh, Animated Short with Bao. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Dami Shi. 
Um, yeah, but it's a big win, a big win for Lord and Miller because uh, they were snubbed for the Lego movie, you know, a couple of years ago, and this is, you know, I, I they would they should definitely feel great about you know getting back yeah. in there with this movie, which was just so great and should have been nominated for Best Picture, and you know whatever, I'm not gonna yeah, not gonna win all these battles. Yep, they had a good speech too, I will say. Yeah. Um, but you, Ryan, you said you had a little problem with something right before. Yeah. The the way they introduced this, they this category, they were just talking about, like, the importance of film to mm-hmm. children and how, like, you know, childlike mm-hmm. wonder runs through us all and things like that. And it just, at first, I didn't even mm-hmm. realize what they were trying to introduce because there's no children's category except unless you're the academy this is the children's category yeah no i i, I picked up on it almost immediately i was like oh come on fuck this yeah <laughs> it's you know, it just it's just very reductive and annoys me greatly when a film like spider-man or any of these yeah you know are relegated to being oh it's a kid's movie yeah when it's really mm-hmm. not i mean it's, I'm, I'm right there with you i like given that i am so er, given that animated movies are like my favorite movies of you know of all the movies ever made my favorites are always animated i feel like they were saying oh you're too childish to be taken seriously uh and you know and like i i get that some of my movie tastes are a little bit more after yeah. I, I get that the emoji movie is a bad movie and i still like it i'm under i understand that but but that being said, I, I still felt, you know, I was being attacked a little bit, even though I wasn't really being attacked. And also, it's not, like, the worst thing in the world. But at the same time, it's like, just, this category should get more respect. These movies are great because not only are they good for kids, but they're good for everyone. These movies, if they were just for kids, only kids should be able to vote for them. Yeah. But, you know, these movies are for everyone, so the adults are voting, and they, you know... Deserve more respect. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you, Ryan. Don't mind. Very good point. Yeah. Don't mind me as I look up who won the the Teen Choice Awards. Oh, the teen, this that's year. a good point. Because, um, like, Teen Choice Awards and also the Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, I'm sure. Well, I think the Kids' mm-hmm. Choice Awards usually, like, during the summer. So that was pre-Spider-Man, if I'm not mistaken. Or the Teen Choice Awards because they have a giant surfboard. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm rambling while you look this up. Uh, so... So this podcasting works well, but um, yeah, it looks like yeah, they look like they're mm-hmm. they're uh, summer ones. Yeah, so yeah, August twelfth, twenty eighteen. We'll see. Most recent one. Um, but I don't think it makes a difference. Spider Man was just so good, uh, and it won, and that's really all that matters. So good for you, uh, Sony Animation. Good for you, Lauren Miller. Good for you, uh, the entire cast and crew. Um, it's a big night for uh, you know, Mahershala Ali because he was in uh, the Amazing Spider or the uh, Spider-Man to the Spider Verse, and he also you know did pretty well his own category. But we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty big night uh, for that. Yeah. Oh, the so the, the kids the twenty nineteen kids kids mm-hmm. kids choice awards will be quiz March. choice awards. The, the kids choice awards quiz. <laughs> yes, the quiz. <laughs> Okay, yeah. It'll be March 23rd. Okay. So, coming up. But they have not, it looks like, announced all of the nominations yet. So now moving uh, on from my favorite movie, 
uh, to win an award to probably my favorite moment from the entire award show. Ooh. Uh, Spike Lee got his first Oscar. Yeah. That was very exciting. Yeah. Which Even for me who doesn't know it the was whole history, huge. like watching him win was very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, there was a whole bunch of factors that kind of made this, I don't want to say perfect because it wasn't director or best mm-hmm. picture. Um, but the fact that, you know, they had Samuel L. Jackson, one of the greatest actors of all time, who Spike Lee gave his start mm-hmm. to, announce it. It just, it felt so perfect. And then Spike Lee ran up on the stage with his purple suit and his bright gold uh, Jordan 3s, Air Jordan mm-hmm. 3s that I want, but they're custom, so I'm not going to be able to get them. But that's fine. Spike Lee deserves his custom shoes. Uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it was a great moment. I I was tearing up when this happened, you know. And even though I'm not the most knowledgeable about Spike Lee's movies, you know, I just he's been a figure in my life for these past couple, you know, for the past couple mm-hmm. years, and he's just great. And you know, I I love him at the very least as just a, as a personality, as a person. He's does so much for speaking out about you know racism and you know what's going on in America, and he does. A really great job at that. And yeah. Yeah. Props to Spike. Really happy that he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to love anything as much as Samuel L. Jackson loves Spike Lee. Yeah. It was, that was a great moment when Spike ran up and, like, just he did the, the bachelor jump where, like, he jumped up, legs in the air. Yeah. Spike, Spike, uh, then uh, Samuel L. Jackson caught him. It was just, you know, <laughs> such a great mm-hmm. moment. Such a great moment. And, well deserved and i don't i don't know i don't know of a better you know well there there was one other person in the room you know tonight transitioning to our next topic that could have deserved it almost as much uh or on a similar level and that was glenn close glenn close has been nominated for this was her seventh nomination really uh Ever. This is her seventh nomination. She is, you know, been acting forever and is just she's really mm-hmm. good at it. So, you know, she's been she's been around the block a couple times and got a nomination. And this seemed to be the year that she was finally going to take home, you know, best actress. Mm-hmm. Granted, I haven't seen The Wife, but I picked it because, from what I heard, she gave the powerhouse performance. That sounded like it was deserving. Mm-hmm. But. but uh, they decided to do something different. Olivia Coleman instead won. Yeah, which I was surprised by, but also kind of happy about. Why is that? Like I, like I'm not. I wasn't upset, or I wasn't happy that Glenn Close lost. I, I feel I feel bad for her just because she's been doing so well for so long in this mm-hmm. industry, and she's deserving of an Oscar. But. Olivia Coleman, I thought, did a great job in The Favorite. She was, you know, my, my favorite part of The Favorite. And I, I'm pretty sure I said this back on... I'm pretty sure I said the exact same joke on our last podcast. But she was great. Yeah. And she won. She was just so surprised. And there's a gift going around of, like, the moment after they announce her. And everyone is shocked. And then Glenn Close is like, oh. uh, But, like, Melissa McCarthy looks over and she's super happy. And then it's just... Mm-hmm. It's a good moment. Yeah. 
It's a really good moment. Uh, and then she comes up and gives the best award speech of the night. Yeah. I will say. It was just so funny and all over the place. One of my favorite moments was was her reading the teleprompter, like, pl- you know, please wrap up. Mm-hmm. And she just. Yeah. Added. Yeah. So good. I, I, yeah, she. I don't know. Best award speech of the night. It was. It's great to just. I don't know. One of my favorite things is seeing someone just really happy and really excited, and that's what we got from that acceptance speech. So I, I was, I was happy, very happy for Olivia Coleman. Not so happy for Glenn Close, but she's great. But mm-hmm. she'll get there eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. If Leonardo can, DiCaprio can do it, so can Glenn Close. Okay, so another big winner of tonight uh, was Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. Who was nominated four times single-handedly, which is one a remarkable feat. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up winning three of those awards. Yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for... For best uh, foreign for language. Foreign language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, best director. Yeah. Which is crazy and great for him. However, his movie ultimately came out as a loser because Roma didn't win best picture. Yeah, but I wouldn't call it a loser. Uh, I would, because one, it's fun to make fun of people. Uh, <laughs> um, but the reason why I'm saying it's a loser, uh, one, because it was the favorite mm-hmm. by like a good margin, and it didn't win. And two, Netflix put so much money into the campaign for this to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Like they had the biggest push out of any movie on this list to you know win awards and it won all of the awards except for the one that really mattered that would give netflix credibility and uh you know change how people kind of thought about netflix and all that i think that they achieved that regardless of whether they got the award i mean i think they're almost there but there's there was definitely people uh, definitely voters who were like i don't want netflix to win an award they're an affront to everything i believe as you know movie maker a movie watcher like they there there are people that are definitely all into the see things in theaters that's the only way to do it and while roma was in theaters for a little bit Mm -hmm. and it stayed in theaters like at some art house you know theaters and whatnot but it, it it was definitely a netflix movie it was readily available online for everyone mm-hmm so that's why i would say that they were losers just because they netflix if they had won this, would start to become legitimized. Or at least more so than they are. I mean, yes. But I still think that the fact that this movie was the favorite and that it had the buzz and then still got yeah. three out of the four awards. Uh, oh, and I checked. The uh, the short... Or three out of the five. Correct. Netflix's short... Four, there was a whole bunch. Uh, was period end of mm. sentence. So Netflix as a yes, whole got did. four, which is the same amount as Disney or Universal, I believe. Uh, yeah. So. But, I mean, that's that's fair. And that is fair, but. If I remember correctly, I think Netflix was also recently added to the Academy. Like. Uh, I, I mean, I think so, but I. Again, I'm not saying that everyone in the Academy is thinking this way. Like, us as young people, mm-hmm. we see Netflix for what it is. Like, oh, this is the monster that's going to take over the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. uh, good or bad. 
that's just where things are going. Yeah. But there's also a, a group of old people that are like, keep Netflix away. You know, we Netflix is going to take away movie theaters. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. Uh, which, you know, whatever. But yeah, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting just because a lot of what I saw on the internet today was talking about how like, oh, the Academy still has some hesitation with Netflix, hmm. which is really interesting. I find it interesting because mine was the opposite. It, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, like almost exactly like the net uh, talking about how the Academy really embraced Netflix uh, yeah, I, I mean, so. I, I think you're viewing it as like this is a stepping stone, like in a, a year or two, like it could happen. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, I'm saying is like, well, for half of the voters, for uh, think that Netflix is already here, and the other half is, you know, like half has embraced it and accepted it, and the other half hasn't. Which, yeah, I don't know exactly if my logic makes sense but yeah i mean i think the other part of it was that green book is such like a feel-good kind of consensus sort of movie that yeah because of the way that just the voting works i could totally see it as being a lot of people's second choice and therefore it ended up winning out in the end and well I, i think that will transition to our final topic of the day green book won best picture mm-hmm uh Upset Roma, which came as a surprise to some people, but it, it it's interesting because my problems with Green Book are the same that I said on the last episode. It's just, you know a movie about a white person you know solving racism with the help of a black guy. Yeah, it's you know it's very reductive. Like this was a type of movie that would be best picture you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie was Best Picture. I think it was... I, I don't know the year Driving Miss Daisies came out, but, like, that was... It's... Yeah. A, I'm not saying it's the same movie, but, like, it's in the same, same same sentence. Yeah. And it wasn't really pushing any boundaries. And, like, it was a fine movie. Like, it's not bad, but... Mm-hmm. Eh. And it's just a movie where for old white people to feel like we solve racism yeah. in a sense, and that's the other half of the Academy. Half the Academy was embracing, you know, Netflix, um, but also embracing movies like Black Panther, which is a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. I think the reason Green Book won is the same reason why Avengers: Infinity War lost. That old contingent of Oscar voters, like, I don't want to watch this movie with a lot of crashes and bangs. Yeah, unless it's nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Marvel, I think, before last year, hadn't won any awards. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It is what it is. But it's... I don't know. It's There's a whole bunch of, of problems with, with Green Book. And there's definitely, like, a conversation. Like, all of the online sources that I saw, there was a whole bunch of Twitter backlash and all that to Green Book winning. But that's all just the young people talking about it in their echo chamber. Yeah. And, you know, there's also... Fun fact. I don't, actually, it's not fun. This isn't a fun fact at all. <laughs> Sad fact. In the acceptance speech for uh, for Green Book, they thanked a whole bunch of people that were crucial to the making of this movie. One of those people that they left out 
was Donald Shirley, the character that they based this movie on. Uh-huh. Also, not, not not the white character they based the movie on, the black character they based the movie on. <laughs> wow. That is just, like, it's very symbolic of this whole mm-hmm. thing. Like, I don't know, there's been so many problems with, with Green Book, even outside of the movie. It started with Viggo Mortensen saying the N-word uh, in a press thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Letting that slip, and then Nick Vallelonga, the writer and also the guy that the story is based on, had some very anti-Muslim tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not that surface that he made while in the public eye. Wow! It, like, there's all of that stuff, and it ends with this. And the fact that it overcome all this backlash is, it feels like it's the old, the older crowd, and also not necessarily the old white crowd, because John Lewis, one of the most influential voices in african-american history mm-hmm. presented this movie like he saw it like oh this is a good feel-good movie about you know doing better at racism mm-hmm. i feel like we're past making those baby steps we've made those baby steps 30 40 years ago yeah it's you know movies like black panther uh to a lesser extent but black Klansmen, like mm-hmm. they're taking the swings yeah though the, if you're if you're gonna make us pick a movie that quote-unquote solves racism you know pick one that actually tries to make a change not one that says there has been change and we're better now so yay us yeah you know so that's i'm also going to point this out Mm -hmm. this is this is something that i actually find really funny and something that i haven't seen mentioned by anyone even though the majority of people are in the same boat as us we are two white people Mm mm-hmm talking about how how like misrepresented black culture is and there's so yeah yeah Yeah, and i have seen so many i've listened to like a couple podcasts earlier today shout out to uh the big picture oscar podcast um that's two white people talking about you know how how this movie misrepresents black people there all the articles i've read granted there were a bunch of really great ones you know that i did see written by you know smart educated african-american uh writers mm-hmm. uh shout out to wesley morris who uh, wrote a great article before the oscars that really helps i guess me come up with my opinions mm-hmm. uh talked about like all of the different things going on around this movie uh but like for the most part it's a whole bunch of white people talking about how black people are underrepresented uh, under under or misrepresented which i just i find there's irony in that oh yeah there's a lot of irony in that and like i'm i'm fully aware of that and i think it's definitely something that i should note because i don't know it's i feel like it should be out there like there i mean there should be more diversity on this podcast i just don't think either of us have that many black friends <laughs> i mean which that's a sad truth i would love to have more but it's, i'm just mm-hmm. you know yeah uh but yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I I agree. And now that you point that out, I totally see it. Like, there's just yeah. not like the there's not many people, many non like I guess non-white male like I don't know, reporters with like large audiences in this yeah. business. I mean, like the so. the the one I guess the one person that. 
has the biggest audience right now is Spike Lee because he, after he won, Mm -hmm. he went on record saying that the Academy messed up by picking Green Book. Yeah. He said that while he was leaving the Oscars. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I, he's not wrong, um, but it's, I do recognize the irony, and I think it is something that is important to note, mm-hmm. um, just because, like, I can talk about it all day, but in the end, I don't have the full picture to the same extent. Right. And, you know, I don't know if that means that there's, like, if two white guys are picking up on these issues, that there's definitely a problem, or if that means that... We are the problem. You know? <laughs> We are part of the problem. And also, I mean, I don't think we're necessarily the problem, mm-hmm. but it's, just, it's a really complicated, nuanced thing that we're talking about. And, you know, I wouldn't say we're the problem. It's just, it'd be nice if there was more diversity in perspective. Right. In, in, in the perspective. And, you know, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I think. After seeing Green Book win, it's like the Academy needs to update its membership. There needs to be a whole bunch, you know, more younger, diverse people in the Academy. If a movie like this would win, that's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But also it still kind of does because, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It feels out of touch. But there's also movies like Black Panther that won three awards, like uh, Roma, which is made by Netflix, that there was the younger... I guess voters pushing for, yeah. Which I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see over the next year, and then definitely next year at the Oscars, what changes. Are we going to move forward? Are, is there going to be you know even more? This is I think the most diverse year ever in terms of winners uh, for you know awards, especially down ballot. Yeah, uh, which is great. There was a whole bunch of, you know, awards for African-Americans, for uh, Asian-Americans, for, I don't know, mm-hmm. Mexicans. It, so it's it's just, we'll, we'll see how, how, how the industry grows. Will it be the older, you know, generally white, I guess, crowd that, you know, really keeps pushing as like, we want the industry to stay, stay the same way that it's been, you know, throughout our career. So we're going to you know keep keep going with these not regressive movies but like ones that don't push the needle mm-hmm. or is it going to be more young people helping the industry evolve right i we'll remember see. i don't know yeah i remember reading in i believe the washington post before the oscars uh mm-hmm. they were talking about you know what the academy has done to try and address those issues uh, mm-hmm. And like adding Netflix as a studio was part of it, uh, mm-hmm. partly also because they're losing Fox to part of Disney, so they'd be down yeah. a member. Uh, but they also had invited uh, several thousand new members uh, over the past mm-hmm. year or two, uh, mostly I believe like international people. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they've. Ever since the Oscar So White fiasco a couple of years ago, they have been making strides mm-hmm. to get to this point, which which is why movies like Roma and Black Panther, you know, get out last year could have a chance to yeah. mm-hmm. you know, be seen and heard and have a chance to win some of these awards. Uh, but, you know, if Green Book can still win Best Picture, mm-hmm. there's 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 work that needs to be done. Yeah. 
I agree. You know. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I think I'm all talked out about the Oscars. Um, do you have any final parting thoughts? Stuff we forgot? Mm, no. Oh, you know what? I have I'd, one. I'd like me some rabbits. Other than that, I don't think oh, I have much else yeah, to say. Yeah, I, I don't think we talked enough about Melissa McCarthy and uh, Brian Tyree uh, Henry coming out wearing all of the costumes when, while announcing Best Costume. It was so great. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy covered in rabbits. I think the star of the show, the biggest winner of the night, was definitely Melissa McCarthy's hand, hand puppet rabbit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just my my favorite my favorite thing of the entire night. It was just so funny. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, yeah. And then my final parting thought is because I don't know when the next time we're going to be talking about Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, uh, at least until the sequel, I just want to give one last so good because that movie was so good. So, and so good. Yeah. It's, it feels wrong to just end it here. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go Spider-Man. You're great. And I can't wait to buy you on DVD and watch you forever. Hell yeah. Or Blu-ray or digital or we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you could do all the stuff that you normally do for this podcast. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Listen, download, do all that stuff. Leave us a review. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated, five stars or better, uh, frankly, or worse at this point. We'll take anything. <laughs> you know, yep. we're not asking for much. Um, also, we have uh, our thing. Uh, we are doing a QA and a uh, at some point once we get enough questions. So down in uh, the little thing on the bottom uh, of this podcast, we will include a link uh, to give us some questions. We'll do a mailbag. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, so do that. Uh, what else can they do? Facebook. They can mm -hmm. like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Yep. Caught podcasting. Uh, send us an email. Caught podcasting at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, do all of that stuff. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye.